This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to another episode of the Creators Outlet Special UK and other points time zone special thing and bleh. Uh, subscribe, comment, and share over on the Creators Outlet on YouTube. If you are watching us on Twitter or Facebook, please head over to Creators Outlet on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. We're on our way to 300 subs, at which point we will give away a free signed and graded book today we welcome from the snowy alps of switzerland david feed creator of red eyes hello people welcome. of the internet hello welcome, internet everyone <laughs> all the way yeah it is literally snowing right now in switzerland it started snowing end of November, which is kind of early for Switzerland. Mm. But yeah, it is. It's it's hell on earth right now here. You know, yeah, it, it snowed. Those. It snowed here uh, last week mm -hmm. a couple of times, but it's the ground still, you know, warming up. And it, it and it it got it snowed one night. Next day, it's up in the sixties again. Snowed a couple of days later. It's it's in the seventies. And ever since then, it's we've been hovering around thirty or forty. So, but it hit it hit sixty today. So, I gotta say, like sixty is uh, Fahrenheit. I mean, that's like fifteen Celsius. Okay, no, that's 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 pretty. That's that's kind of chill, huh? Yes, it's not bad. It's it's not cold enough for snowing and and freezing, but it's it's not that insanely warm either. <laughs> yeah, I went out and just you know just put on on a on my on my my boston bruins hockey jersey uh heavy pullover and uh i went strolling around <laughs> walked around the other side of the river i go oh that's where i live how nice <laughs> okay now. so you get a uh, green lantern t-shirt yes cool some, somewhere in a pile down here, I actually have uh, a limited edition uh, Green Lantern action figure from the DC Direct line, uh, and it's the the energy form. So it's basically see-through, but it, it's dark. The whole thing is like dark green. Yeah. So it's like engulfed in the in the emerald energy, and I'm like, cool. Oh, that's cool. I like it. I've I've got like all the toy rings that they released. Uh, a couple of years ago that you got, if you bought the books, you would get yeah. like one ring of each color. 
So I did my maniacal online pose with all the rings on. And I would have been, I would have just, <laughs> oh, I would have cool. just, I would have just been happy if one of them actually worked. <laughs> so no, wait, aren't some of them like really <laughs> nasty and some of them like really <coughs> useless? Like the, what does the, what does the blue one do us? Like the, the blue the one. The blue one is hope. Right. So what? Um, the does blue it do something? It does, but it's a, com it's a combo move. Okay. Um, the blue ring can supercharge a uh, a green lantern. Okay. So right. it puts their it puts their ring into like overcharge, like you know, two, three, four, five hundred percent. So right. one okay. big blast, and you know, how could have splattered, you know, Sinestro into a million pieces, but. Okay, that's kind of cool. All right, all right. I am more they, they, they were they were they would they were the hippie peace lovers. Like all all their ring wielders were like, you know, very peaceful Gandhi-esque. Right, right. They all look like like Indian deities. Yeah, yeah. Uh they had one of them was like the main guy that you would see all the time, but there were other ones. There was there was one that was like an elephant creature and Right, yeah. I, I thought I thought they were, you know, they were like it was very cool the way they designed the characters mm -hmm. for yes. uh for all that all that stuff. And I know uh I, I saw somebody that used to work for DC, uh one of the bigger names. Uh the company gifted him like this big box set. And mm -hmm. it's the entire It's like all the hard covers for that big, huge Jeff John storyline that started with, you know, Darkest Night, Brightest Day, and just kept going and growing till there yeah. were like, you know, 15 titles. And uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's got like, it's got those, those, Jeff Johns wrote basically this big, long trilogy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and, There's this gorgeous looking box. Uh, the price, however, is not gorgeous. It's like $300. Oh. I'm like, if I had $300, I'd be one of the millions of people that have uh, gotten suckered in to buy uh, Series one action figures off of EBS for Cyber Frog. <laughs> And I mean, I really like them. It'd mm -hmm. be cool because. Somewhere around here, I actually have the original, the original, uh, his original Cyberfox series. The the comics or, or the action figures? The comics. Really? Wow. I found I found his comics uh, in a box, like uh, zero, one, two, and three of volume one, and uh, then right after I pledged to Billy Tucci's uh, She Omnibus. Yeah, I found almost all the original she issues as well. <laughs> oh wait! <laughs> I'm like, damn it! I go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sell these now. I already know the she omnibus is at the printer, and I'm like, I don't really need these. I loved them when they came out, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, check prices and condition and 
and cover status and stuff and you know put it up and, and you know get rid of them because now i will have a gorgeous hardcover omnibus of all those issues plus a mini series and a one shot that's included in there and they added some up they added some other stuff and it's got that very he's putting that very nice uh the red book ribbon in that's sewn into the binding so you can keep your place with the with the red ribbon oh okay yeah oh and uh wow i go nice fancy yeah that sound i said no that is super fancy you know and i mean it was a it was a little more money than I would like to spend to buy something that I already owned. <laughs> but, How much was the omnibus of sheep? Um, I think it wasn't bad. It was like fifty bucks. Okay, that's not too bad, I guess. For I think like a Comicscape uh, delivered to yeah. product. But I mean, he. I know, I know he was almost at uh, like a half a million. Wow. Because he, he ran he ran Indiegogo and Kickstarter back to back. Either back to back or simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, simultaneously. So, uh, and Indiegogo had their special things, and then he did a whole bunch of other special things for the other side. I mean, why not? No. I mean, you know, and it's like, do you want this? I go, no yeah no <laughs> i feel like i click on i go yeah no. yep yep when i get okay. to check out I go, what did i buy the goose that lays the golden eggs <laughs> and i look back i go yeah i don't i and then i had then i had to unclick and remove a whole bunch of stuff and i go <laughs> i go i don't have a lot of money so i need to you know i need i live on a budget so i'm like yeah, yeah, no, this, uh, also for, for, for me, everything is international. So I would love to buy way more books, but it's like every book, it's like backing two projects. Yeah. It's crazy. And then some of them are like the domestic is fulfilled first, and then the international takes time, if, if they do it at all. Mm -hmm. I feel like, ah, you, you really have to budget your... your well, the shipping is ridiculous right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It's it's stopping me from back... And, and I don't want to have it digital because I, I want to have it in my hands. So, and some projects don't even have digital, you know? I don't know. We yeah. have to find a, a decent I, solution uh, for this uh, international and, issue. And, in honor of Bancroft, I have, every time I talk to somebody and uh we're scrolling down their campaign and we get we get to the uh we get to the digital yeah. rewards and i'm like oh look it's the australian variant <laughs> okay yes although i've heard i, I just saw the, this live stream with john mallon when he was talking about that issue that uh many people do it for the australians but then not many people end up you know buying the digital and Austra a lot of australians they end up buying the physical anyway this is like hey i'm doing this for you guys and then you, you don't i mean it, i don't know it's better yeah, than I, I support the physical I, one I, but... I guess everybody in australia is rich because man i know uh i remember a few months back that uh Rini from Rini draws uh who did fiendish 
right. had to had to ship a physical book of fiendish to Australia, and it was seventy dollars shipping. Ouch! Like I was well, talking. I was talking to somebody else, and they said uh, the price difference of what it was. It might have been Sim. I don't remember. Uh, whoever it was, they said it was like one like big price to have it flown there and then it might sit there for like months on end before they get around to delivering it. What are they sending it to via kangaroo? <laughs> what the hell is trying uh, And it, it's like it, it's going to sit in port for however long it's going to sit in port for. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and good at sex. Uh, I don't know I about that. Rumors. <laughs> don't don't believe Bancroft's press about himself. <laughs> Mel, Mel will tell you the truth. <laughs> well, that, that's a quote from from someone else, from a lovely chap, but he was also from Australia. Oh. Uh, yeah, seventy bucks to send it to Australia—that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, it was it was it was still expensive as hell to ship. But it was mm -hmm. cheaper to ship it by boat than it was to uh, do air freight on it. Okay. Uh, because now they're charging you a fuel cost to ship. For plane. Plane and boat. And, and like boat. even even like domestically here in the United States, they're charging us for gas for for shipping stuff now. So. You know, all the prices went up, and they're like, "Oh, this is just because it's the holiday." Yeah, and then after, every year after the holiday, we're like, "Well, we're gonna wait to ship till after the holiday because it's cheaper then." And then it then it turns out to, uh, no, we decided we like that money, and we're gonna keep it there. Yeah, that's because a... you haven't come and tried to burn down our post office yet with yes. you know <laughs> with pitchforks and Frankenstein monsters. So uh, we're just gonna keep it there. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I just heard the news in here in Switzerland. The, the, in the news, it came out, you know, like the the mail service. They just made like record winnings, and the CEO was in an interview, and he was like, "Yeah, I mean, we had this record winning for like three years straight, but we're still going to, you know, like up the prices and you know take out some some locations, and we're going to you know save on all this money and, and make everything more expensive." Like, what the hell, man? You're making record winnings, like yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys. We're still going to up the prices. Isn't that sweet? Okay, thank you. <laughs> yes, that's crazy. It's everywhere in the world. It seems everyone yeah, is against comic skate. They're they're just against stuff. Mm -hmm. They they don't want any stuff getting around. Like they want you to keep all your stuff, and we'll keep all our stuff, and nobody gets to see anybody else's stuff. I'm like, uh, no. I want that stuff. I have I money, do. and I want that stuff. So please, I want that stuff. And that stuff. and and in a way, the UK is actually worse because they have the VAT tax. So now, if somebody from the US is doing a shipment to the UK, they want whoever's shipping it to be responsible for collecting the VAT tax, recording it, paying it to them, and then having to pay tax on it. As they said, it's like, 
We left. We left. We left England because of this. <laughs> so why would we? Why would we turn into a tax collector for you? It, that yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting crazy with all. And you know, like how how much they were, you know, like promoting globalization and you know, like everywhere, it's interconnected and it's fantastic. You can live in in I don't know India and sell to the United States and globalization is awesome and this and that. And now that we got it, it's like okay, fine, let's do this. Now we're going back to all this, you know, like taxes and it's like if you send from one country to the other country, it's all an agreement, like. Just agree on something. Come yeah, on. we we have completely gone backwards. Yes, yes, we're, we're, yes, we're going backwards to all this. It, it's like, why would you do this? I don't. It's just, oh, it's terrible. I did. I did get. I did get a comic shape booking today. I did. I did. Okay. Un, I did an unboxing earlier for. Chris Fisk's oh. Infinity. All right. Wait. Oh, that book. That box looks. Wow. Yeah, he made it to look like a book. Uh, right. I got. I got a little. A little crease on the outside of the box. I go, and and there's like a little crease over here. You know, so it, it's not a perfect box, but you know, this box it was shrunk. He shrunk wrapped this entire thing. He's got a shrink wrap machine. So he he shrunk wrapped the uh, the card set. So I did the featured tier. So I got the card set. Uh, I got uh, an oversized hollow foil card and a uh, a miniature standee because this is actually a game too. I, wow! So a game? Yes. Uh, this was he developed this for thirty years. Oh, that's right! I heard him say that in, in one of his live streams. But was, this was it, like a like a D and D campaign or like a Pathfinder campaign, and the that campaign or the story of that he turned it into the comic, so, something like that. Yeah, so people would know the story, and he designed his game. He he designed Infantail to to work, so it's a D and D style RPG game, but with D and D, everything is like find it like if you if you play like a certain campaign you've and you've been playing D&D for a while you know exactly what that campaign is you know exactly what you have to do what the mm -hmm. end goal is and it might be like one or two like little side missions there but there's nothing you know that can encompass you and, and change the entire mechanic of what you're doing and lead to like new story routes that's okay. what he designed his game to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I remember saying, him saying something like that, that the game is very much decision-based. Mm -hmm. Bless you. I think Sorry. you started an avalanche. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I muted myself before I blast the sound. So... Tell us what idea spurned on Red Eyes. Ah, well, I guess the Dirty Dawson was my my one of the first inspirations. That movie, I loved it. I watched it like a, I was working in in a in a movie in production, 
and one of the higher ups is like, hey, you need some education. So he showed me the dirty dolphin, and I just it blew my mind. And that's like one of the first inspirations for for this for this book. So it's pretty much like a, a story in that sense. It's a group of misfits who they are sent into a crazy mission because they they each have their own reasons for that. You know, redemption for some of them, money for some of them, honor, what have you. And uh, basically, going a, a tiny elite group of soldiers deep behind enemy lines, and you know, for the hero, it's going to be like a quest of redemption. Really. Like he, the story starts where he has a death sentence hanging on him, and he's put in front of the chair. Okay, either you go on this crazy mission, or you're gonna hang, be hanged tonight. So you know, he starts going on the crazy, mission. and the whole deal is about him learning to become a better person, hopefully, or dying in this mission for the glory of this uh, movement they are getting of. It's an insurrection movement, their, their country was, you know, uh, conquered by the enemies. There is a little insurrection, they're trying to, you know, free the country, if you like. And the hero is part of that, and he's uh, going on this mission, hopefully, Saving the country and maybe saving the whole world. You know, eventually they, the thing go. You know, it's a fantasy story. You know, dark fantasy mm -hmm. story. So things go crazier and crazier, and eventually it goes about saving the whole world. Maybe. That is my inspiration. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like a little bit of Conan, of course. Uh, there are some mangas that I really like. You know, uh, Basilisk is a ninja scroll. I love ninja kind of scroll. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you like Ninja Scroll, I hope that you like Red Eyes. I love Ninja Scroll. I'm a big fan of Lone Wolf and Cub, uh, and uh, obviously Akira. I love Akira. Yeah, Akira. It's like if you were a kid in the '90s and Akira came out, and that that entire thing just blew your mind. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. Also, yeah, Akira, Ghost in the Shell, Vampire Hunter D. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, and uh, and uh, what was the one? Yeah, Kira, Ninja Scroll, a Ninja Scroll that that really yeah. really inspired me to do Red Eyes as well. And the, and so, the Mandalorian because that in in itself was a sci-fi version of Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen Lone Wolf and Cub, so I I, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds uh, sounds good. Like I've I've seen a lot of people talk. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a samurai story where uh, Cub, of course, is the uh, is the infant child, and uh, and he is uh, a complete badass. All right. Yeah. There's no, a there's a movie there's a movie out that inspired it, but I can't remember the name of it. Like off the top of my head. Uh, Necessary. I'll remember what it. I'll remember what it is at some point, and I'll uh, I'll send you like links for it to uh, to check it out. I mean, Princess Mononoke. I really, really like that movie. I just okay. I just recently watched it again, and I was like, oh man, those old movies were were so freaking fantastic. I know. I saw uh, Passion and Drawing over on uh, his TikTok channel, and he was doing like many videos of his five favorite art books that inspire him and uh the first i think one of the first ones he brought up was uh 
the art of uh, Princess Monica, Mononoke. And I mean, the, the, that movie is, is amazing. Also, the con that's right, the concepts for, for the monsters and the, and the demon creatures. It, oh, it's, yeah. it, like on the one hand, they're like basically animals, but the, there's, you know, like they're so much larger. And then, you know, like the boars, when they start having all these, you know, worms falling out, like, <laughs> no, no, that, that movie is really, really cool. Hey, Lorenzo, good to see you, my friend. Hello, Mr. Lorenzo. Welcome to the chat. So yeah, when I started Red Eyes One, the inspiration or the the, the catchphrase was uh, this is like Conan the Barbarian but with guns. So it's kind of like a world like Conan the Barbarian, but the the industrial revolution has already happened. So they have guns, you know, they have rifles, they have pistols. They are in the very early stages of this, so they're not like machine guns and stuff like that, nothing crazy. But they do have firearms. And, like six uh, shooters and shotguns and Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like yeah, exactly. One shooters and, and shotguns maybe, but not nothing crazy yet. Anyway. And um, maybe cannons for ships and stuff like that. But it's very, very much in the early stages. And right now, yeah, it's kind of developed into its own thing. It's no not really Conan, it's more like the a unique world of red eyes. It's a world like ours, if you like, shortly after the Industrial Revolution, but imagine there's also, you know, all these fantasy beasts, you know, like cat people and giant eagles that you can ride, and there's also magic in the sense that there's like little minerals they can use to bend the rules of nature. And you're getting to ready to launch Red Eyes 3, Escape from Monster City. Exactly. So right now, Red Eyes 2 is in the printer. I'm fine-tuning the last details with the printer. They, they just contacted me and say, hey, this page maybe needs a little bit of work. So I'm on it with uh, Mixum. And as soon as fulfillment starts, which is going to be done with Critical Blast, we're going to nice. launch uh, Red Eyes 3. That's the plan, anyway. So the sign-up page is already. Uh, I, I threw that in the in the link, and you. Uh, you can you can go there and uh, like I did earlier and and do the typical Indiegogo sign-up. You put in your email, you agree to the terms, and then you do not check the last box. Otherwise, you will be getting you'll be flooded with the emails from everything. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I'm like, I, I made the mistake of doing that one day. I just went autofill, click, click, click. And then I was like, you know, I'm getting, you know, Indiegogo yeah, yeah. campaigns for, you know, a flashlight that doesn't take batteries. You just have to <laughs> shake it around like this. I go, whoa, 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 no, I stopped doing that. Uh, you know, you get a, you get an office chair that will move around the office by itself. I'm like, I don't need that. I have a teenager. <laughs> He's glad to push me around and probably like out one of the windows, but yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, no, don't check that. So uh, we are on the third campaign right now. The the first one was you know funded, completed, fulfilled by John Mallon when he was still doing the fulfillment. Oh, nice. And campaign two was yeah funded, and we're still on demand until we go into uh, Red Eyes Three is open. And yeah, so we get to almost two 
short, we are a few days before we get two campaigns on, on the world ballots. And yeah, this uh, what what has been your turnaround time uh, per book on this now? Oh my goodness, you know, book one was six months and book two has been one year now. This has been uh, freaking, in, as, of course, book one had like uh, 48 pages, it was a floppy, and book uh, two is uh, 60 pages and it's a perfect pound. And it's been hell on earth because I had a colorist for book one and who said like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you with book two. Yeah, let, let's do it. Fantastic. We have a nice workflow. And, you know, like a few days before the, you know, deadline, it's like, so how much do you have? You know, like you've all, you know, we're talking and so you got something. Yeah, 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 I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And so a few days before the short the deadline, she's like, yeah, I got nothing. I got like, like two pages, no? So what? Yes. Yeah, so, so I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, man?" Like, like. So I was like, "Okay, so so get on with it, no?" Yes, yes, yes. I'll get on with it. I'll get on with it, and, and nothing happened. So I had to get like a new colorist on board, and that's why we are slightly delayed with this uh, red eyes too. But you know, see, you told the truth where you could have just been like, "Uh, yeah, we have a slight delay, you know, because of COVID," and uh, no. <laughs> but no. No, no, no. I tell the truth. I mean, I've been updating the campaign almost every week. And so I was posting the updates. I was saying, hey, you know, we got so many pages. This is going on. This is happening. When things were good, it was like, hey, it's all awesome. Look, all the all the inks are done. And, you know, like uh, the, the we have like a, a special book called the Bestiary, which is a monster manual, a la Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons. And that was, you know, getting progress. So, yeah, look at this. No, I've always been updating people, and I've always been stirred up with that. You know, like it's in the printer now. They said this date. The, the colors didn't work out, so I had to find a new one. And I was updating people, and as I was getting, you know, new pages colored, I was also putting the pages in the in the update section. I was like, you know, what do you want? It is what it is. But I, I don't. I definitely don't want to lie to people or or give them, you know, like I don't know, false hopes. Updating them for months on end, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, yeah, we're gonna be late anyway. It's like, no, come on, just tell the truth. Well, I mean, that's my personal yeah. opinion, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, we all, we all know that, you know, you can't, nobody can turn around books, you know, as quick as like, you know, a big major publisher. Right. And, yeah. You know, you're independent, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff by yourself, you know, so. Are you are you doing uh, are you writing and doing the art? No, no, I'm I'm writing. Someone else is doing the the, the drawings. We have a, it's like a whole team. So I'm the writer and I'm the letterer as well. <laughs> I kind of took that job onto myself, and uh, the editor as well, I guess. Uh, although I get some help from my mom. <laughs> How do you say well, the, the three Fs? You know, fr friends, family, and other fools. <laughs> My mom is helping me with the editing, and I had got one guy doing the inks, and another guy, also another girl, is doing the colors. The Farah Numalisa, she was doing some. She's been. She's done some work for comic skaters, and I think she did Peregrine. Oh, she. Nice. Uh, she's doing Red Eyes two and Red Eyes three now. And so yeah, we're a whole team, and I'm. How do you call what's the expression bankrolling this whole operation? I think that's the expression. Ooh, so yeah, of course this is you're running your own red eyes empire out of the Swiss Alps. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Although we're still on the red. Would you say that like that? <laughs> it, it, it just made it sound like you were a Bond villain and you're going to conquer the world through the <laughs> All right, there you go. There's like a secret chip in every comic book. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so... Uh, Red Eyes 3 is the direct continuation of book two, which was a direct continuation of book one. It's a little bit on the European side of comics in the sense that every book has like a beginning, middle and end. And there's like some sort of a resolution to each, each book. So uh, it's not like there's like a huge cliffhanger at the end of the book. It's really more, you know, like, you know, we go from, from point A to point B. So, I don't know, there's like a really famous uh, books in um, Switzerland, there, there's called Asterix and Obelix. Oh, I know that. I know Asterix. You know that? I know Asterix. Oh, the, the, yeah, so like each uh, each book ends when the whole town is having a meal, and that's like almost like a tradition. So, in, in that sense, we have a little bit the same with Red Eyes, but like every book has like a... The, the, this is the last page of issue one where, where there's like a tiny bit of a resolution with the heroes you know they're having a, a meal they're having you know like a nice night sleep and then we continue on to the next book and then the next book starts with a, exactly the same page only at daytime you know the next day the heroes have rested and now the adventure continues yeah 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 the 911 so uh why don't you give us uh a little insight to uh your back wall there with all those books oh i i, I, I see uh what could be quite a bit of manga up on the wall we'll try not to tell mo bigs <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i like manga yes no i've got this is the Comicscape site. This is all the Comicscape books that I've gotten so far. This is a little bit of the manga, movies, and my European comics. Oh, I'm gonna show you. My... This is one of my absolute favorite books, El Mercenario, by a guy who's Vincente Segreles. This book is so oh, cool. It's gorgeous. It's it's fantastic. It's almost like every panel is like an oil painting. It's it's so freaking good. And uh, yeah, so it's a epic fantasy adventure, and they have no qualms about you know violence and nudity and blood and gore and I mean it's not exaggerated. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of that. There's, there's plenty of that in there, yeah. There's plenty of that in there. Like, ooh, nice. Wow. <laughs> it's not exaggerated, you know, you don't have like a graphic sex scene or anything like that, but it, it is pretty sexy. In, in, I have like seven issues of that. Um, oh no, this is another european comic that i really really like i think the, the authors are like kind of like raging feminists but this book is fantastic it's a bit of more of an aquarel style mm. but it's still pretty very very decent story drawing action and uh, when it comes to manga i just got myself this one all you need is kill this is the movie Edge of Tomorrow. It's based on this manga, by the way. Oh, okay. 
Wham. Tokyo Pop. Yeah. Uh, Tons of action. I recently bought... I had a couple mangas that I got for free in, like, the mystery boxes, like the Loot Crate-style boxes. Uh, so I got... Uh, uh, I got like Titan Volume One. And, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Titan and, and another one. And I bought the hardcover manga of the classic Captain Harlock Volume One. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. I've never seen Captain Harlock. I mean, I've seen parts of the anime, but that's pretty much it. Blam. This is my absolute favorite manga of all times. Blame. Bam. There's 10 issues of this one. And, and this is this is just so crazy and and yeah, I have I, no words to I, describe. I've it. heard of that. Uh, a local friend of mine who uh, who after a few months has already his his weeb channel has already hit like six hundred subs in like two months. He's uh he during the day, uh, when it's not winter time, he works the. Uh, he's a he's a steel worker. Right. So he he makes a you know cranks out a nice nice living for himself you know, and uh, he quit Western comics uh, with a big expletive of fuck this shit. It's all garbage. He took it all, all his books, <laughs> put them out in the hallway. But he knows he knows which ones of the stuff that he was buying are like you know are worth like big money. Like right. something is killing the children, you know, all the special editions of that. He, and he, he grabbed a uh, paralyzed. Oh, that's interesting. Parasite, it's fantastic as well. See, I'm reading everything wrong. <laughs> also, if, if you can take something from me when it comes to manga, these two bad boys, Blame and Parasite, that, that's like a 100% recommend. That's like 10 out of 10 by now. <laughs> yeah. And the, well, the, the better thing too is you, know, you pay like $10, $15 for a, man, for a manga soft cover, but you get like 200 pages. Yes, yeah, no, no, they're huge. This one is freaking fantastic. Also, you know, like very, very original, very crazy in that regard. Yeah, I'm like, that guy's face, oh my god. <laughs> this is, the, the cool thing about this one, Blame, is that the guy who uh, wrote it and drew it, he was an architect by trade, and so you can tell that he has some really, really good uh, grasp of, you know, like uh, perspective, and and when he draws like these huge buildings, and and the guys, you know, like super tiny, and the perspective goes all the way to the top, and he has all the 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 nuances of scale down to a T. That's what makes this book so, so special. And the other thing is that it's full of action and there's barely any dialogue. And you can go for pages and pages and pages without any dialogue. And, and still there's some sort of story behind this blame thingy. So it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's, I just think it's, it's, it's one of the most 
cool unknown hidden jewels of the manga world. Wow. Yeah, highly recommend. Blame. Sounds like it's good. Yeah, that's, that's shit too. And I want to recommend. There is a YouTuber by the name of Hey, Oliver, what's going on, buddy? Oh, Oliver. Mr. Oliver, he is a colorist, and he was so nice to actually work on Red Eyes for a couple of things. We have this thing called the Sexy Monster Girl Bestiary, you know, Volume 2 for the Red Eyes 2 campaign, and Mr. Oliver did the, the colors for the Sexy Monster Girl Bestiary. So all the sexy babes, monsters in the book, they are all colored by uh, Oliver, by the way. Yeah, we're all still sitting back okay. waiting for Oliver to actually color anything for 656. Six. Wait, did it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Kryptonels is black and white. Every, everything's <laughs> been black and white. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Some great books. And uh, we should be getting uh, Kryptonels should start shipping out like, uh, I think, like this month sometime. Which would which would lead which would lead me to believe that I should probably read the last six five six book that that came in. Yeah. Uh, what I've read so far, uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm only I only got like twelve pages in because I got the uh, I got like the ash can. Uh, cause it had, uh, oh, Francois, thank you so much for your subscription to the channel. Thank you, sir. Um, I got the, uh, I forget what it's called too. Uh, it's, but it's like an ash can. So it's got like, uh, character development sketches. Mm -hmm. You know character design and then they did uh of one of the characters that we think might survive uh there's a journal from that character in there okay so i read the journal and it was pretty intense but when i read actual like prose stuff my eyes get tired very easily. So it was like two weeks before I got through it, you know, between doing everything else. But uh, so I, I got like 12 pages in and I forgot all about it. And uh, things have been busy and hectic over here with uh, with my girlfriend moving in and everything. So I, I dropped Creators Outlet to, uh, to one show a week for now when I was doing like five or six streams a week. Uh, Plus the art stream on Wednesday nights and OK Boomer on Thursday nights. So I'm like, I go, no, no, I'm, I'm I, I need some me time. I have all these books. I need to read some books. I can't do both. So <laughs> yeah. I haven't read the Sunsworn. I, I got the book and I haven't read it yet. I was like, oh my god. Like, oh, I, I haven't read that that one either. It's in a, it's in Sunsworn. Well, you've got it, so you know it's in a box similar to the. You know, to the infantile. So, um, I don't remember how it came. <laughs> to be honest, I got it the Well, it's, it's not shaped like a book or anything, but it's got like all the artwork all around it. I got the book. Wow. Oh, you got the novel. 
I yeah. got the comic. Oh, okay, 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 I see. No, I, I haven't got the comic. I got the book. And I haven't read it yet. So it's like super, feeling super guilty about it. I, I just I just look and I go, oh, way too many words. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an audio oh. version? Can I get the audio version? I would like, you know, like a comic version. That would be nice. Well, so yeah, I got the I got the uh, I got the comic book, which is a continuation of the novel, but yeah. you don't need. No, I actually did. Damn it, I actually did read that book. The it comic was a very book, quick, book. The comic book. It was a very quick read. It was because it was fat, like a lot of fast paced action. Right. Like okay. it was it was paced out pretty good, and then it just you know went nuts. Like a like a big you know like a big action flick, and oh, uh, right. okay, okay. it was you know I enjoyed it. I thought it was you know I thought it was good. It, it could have been better, but I thought it was good. So <laughs> you know, and you yeah, know, I think the what, what's box and some cool stuff. So yeah, uh, Nerium did did Nerium. the art. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten I have I didn't I didn't pick up her werewolf book. I'll probably do the uh, the catch up tier because uh, she's getting ready to uh, do the pre launch for uh, issue two soon. That's right. Yes. Yes. Oh man! Like I said, there's so many books that I would love to buy. But then, oh yeah. Then again, like, like all this international. There is even if even if shipping wasn't an issue. Uh, for me, uh, money is an issue. <laughs> yes, money is an issue. <laughs> Money's an issue. Like, even if shipping would be free, the money's still an issue. You know, I, I, I tend to hold out for uh, for certain things. I'm like, you know, it might be a book that I look at and go, yeah, I'd like to read that. But do I need to read that? <laughs> I have to be, I have to be, I'd like to support everybody. I mean, I don't care, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the guys that, you know, I can't really afford that book, but I'll be one of the guys that'll just like, you know, donate a buck or two to the coffer. I go, right. Here's okay. a couple of bucks. I know it's not much, but I mean, you know, get a job. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, my, my theory is always to, to especially help, uh, you know, like newcomers or independent guys, you know, like the big guys who've already made, you know, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, they, they don't really need my individual help. Yeah. So I'd rather back, you know, like the small creators when I can. There are some books that they, they look so cool. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get it, even though it's like one of the big creators. Yeah, I got the membership. That's one of the. He made this thing with a one, two, and three together. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get that. Yeah, I've, I've gotten. Uh, I got. I got cryptidals on the way. I've got. Uh, you know, dead border. I bought the. Uh, I bought the Preston cover. Oh yeah. I really like the the big monstrous guy. With, with you all know, the, with all the heads, the, with the, spikes the, 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 the heads on the spikes. Yeah, that one. That Just one so I can awesome. crack a dirty joke. Goes, oh, look, we've got a little head today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't yeah. worry, Bristolian Dave. It wasn't you. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Um, I got that. I got Sunsworn. Um, I got the. Uh, 
I got the two trade catch-up tier for uh, Matt Knowles and Steph Cannon's uh, Fantasy World. Uh, and I bought the I bought the I bought the vinyl because they he he's got a metal band and they do a soundtrack for every book they they release. Which, who, what, who? Uh, Matt Knowles and Steph Cannon. Um, what book are they working on? It's uh, I got it behind me somewhere. I'd have to I'd have to dig it out. Um, it's it's kind of like a, an epic sci-fi fantasy. Uh, kind of like, uh, you know, magical kingdoms and, uh, you know, wizards and sorceresses and, you know. I, I haven't heard of that. Okay, that sounds interesting, but I haven't heard of that. Uh, they He started writing the book as a novel and then uh, decided it would be better off doing it as like a graphic novel. Okay. So they, they did it, you know, they did it in floppies. And I, I, I hadn't read anything, and I'm like, you know, they've been on the show a few. They've both been on the show a few times. I go, I go, I like the idea of what you're doing, and like all the extra stuff that they've done, like over the over the course of time. I go, this stuff is great. Your your merch game is like on on point for like this fantasy epic that you guys are doing. Uh, but they started with kind of like lower grade artists but as you read as you read the uh as you read the trade the art progressively gets you know better and better and better and you learn to write in comic book form better and better because the first couple ones i go oh my god look at all these words this is oh this is going to take me for it took me like two hours to read like what, what i thought was the <laughs> <laughs> what I thought was the first chapter, mm -hmm. no, it was the prelude. <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean Aerith? Hmm? Aerith, Aerith, or Aerith? Is that the one you mean? No, no, no. Uh, no, the, these are uh, different. I will. Matter of fact, I'm gonna. I'll call up him so I I know I can find his stuff. Uh, just to give you a quick peek at it. Yeah, I think Aries, they also have like a soundtrack and they have a, a ton of merch around their, their Oh yeah. Yeah, Brian Brian does all that. I'm actually waiting for uh you know Dwarves versus Lion because Oh yeah, that one looks Yeah, that is I, I just want to watch all these people I know in CG get murdered by a lion. <laughs> so I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm going team lion. Oh yeah, uh, me too. I, I was like, yeah. I've seen the I've seen the the box design looks like a toy from like the eighties. I'm like, I go, this is great. I'd like to buy both of them, but I'm like, a little pricey to buy both. So I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Uh, what's the other guy who has like a like a sound? The the guy from Captain Love. He also makes the the music himself, no? Oh yeah. That's okay. Well, I gotta say, the, the song is catchy, you know. When you feel like the universe is taking you down, or something like that, Captain Love to the rescue. Yes, he is. No? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I would. Uh, you would call Captain Love? No, I wouldn't either. But I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, uh, I, I don't think I would let my kid near that show. That's that sounds like something that. Uh, 
Dave might have uh, a burnt copy of in his archives, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <you> know. <laughs> uh, the last thing they worked on wasn't the one that uh, that I that I'm trying to mention. It's uh, the last thing they did is they got picked up by uh, a story they did. They got got picked up by Scout called the Misfits Clubhouse, which is an all ages story, which is completely different from anything that they've done before. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, their, their series is Heirs of Isildur and Tales from Nocturnia. I've never heard of that. But if you, if you, uh, if you go on Facebook and you, you search for uh, uh, Matt Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S, or or Steph Cannon, uh, it'll they'll you'll be able to see them, and it might just it might start showing you like different live streams they've been on. You can just scroll down so you see one of those, or you could just go to Creators Outlet on, on YouTube, and you could scroll down the list of shows. I found on, it. I found it. I found it. They have a Kickstarter. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I found the uh, issue one. All the way to the top. Let's see. What does Matt, created by Matt Knowles, founded? Three creatives websites. Let's see. Wow. So it's the Tales of Materia, one to two. One. Also, he's got like three projects Heirs of Isildur, issues 1 to 11, and Tales from Noctera, 1 to 2. Number two. Yep. I, I bought the uh, I bought the complete trade of uh, of both Tales from Nocturne and Heirs of Isildur. So I've yep. got the complete story up until the last issue they did, uh, which I bought. Uh, it was just a floppy that kind of like tied both those stories together where it came to a, like a big climax. Uh, but uh, a friend of his who played, who's played guitar with him, he's known for like 30 plus years, um, yeah. was in a horrific car accident only a couple days after they had finished laying down the tracks for this album. Okay. And he died in that accident. Oh, Okay. So what they did is they uh, Matt Steph uh, hired an artist to do a variant cover of uh, their guitarist friend that passed away, and did a uh, did a Game of Thrones uh, homage cover of him sitting on the Iron Throne. Except the Iron Throne isn't made of swords; it's made of all the different guitars he has played over the years. Oh, that's so cool. And all the profits from that cover uh, were all donated to uh, to his family to help them out with, you know, all the costs that were involved with what happened. So That's neat. That's cool. <coughs> Never heard of this. I mean, yeah, kicks, kicks, I don't usually go around searching on Kickstarter, but this this one looks cool. So they have a metal band and they have this uh, comic going on. Mm -hmm. So uh, for this issue that combined, 
in the back of the issue, there are complete song lyrics for each one. And there's a, there's a guide to, you know, this song goes to this and this song goes to that. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, while you're reading, the, you can flip through. Oh, okay, okay, through. So see, see. The, the album will play through. So oh, they, okay. it's available. Uh, you can get the album. Like, and I because of what because of the package I got, uh, I got the MP3 version of the album. But I also ordered a special edition splatter vinyl. Splatter vinyl. So it's okay. got all these colors. There were two different basic patterns but each one is each anytime you get like a splatter vinyl it's one of a kind because no, like a snowflake no two are alike okay they, they use the same colors and process and one looks like kind of like a a red dragon eye one looks like kind of like a blue dragon eye so like fire and ice kind of thing aha uh-huh, okay so <laughs> all right i have i have one of those I have one of those still coming. It were uh, like chromium cards that came as stretch goals, uh, challenge coin, and since now I got hooked, I'm collecting challenge coins and, and poker chips. What are challenge coins? Like I, I don't know what those are. They they are are heavy metal coins. Mm-hmm. Not heavy metal like is in the music, but just they're heavy. like. Yeah, they're like, you know, something that, you know, if somebody broke into your house, you just wait for them to get close enough, and you fling this thing at their skull, and they're out. <laughs> they can they can do a lot of damage. And yeah, a, like apparently, that. from creator to creator, they are, uh, they are just uh, getting heavier and heavier, because everybody wants to make theirs, you know, bigger and better than the one yeah they're trying to like you know top things out oh here it is here's one this is the challenge coin for heirs of isildur there's another pattern on the back uh and i also got a glow in the dark guitar pick wow so even the like a gear wow (laughs) yeah so it was you know it's pretty cool i got a I had some other stuff laying around the desk. The uh, this is from one of Jonathan Hendricks' books, where issue two is up on Kickstarter now, I think. And this is a whole bunch of swag from Monty Michael Moore for uh, his Blood and Bullet series. Okay, and it, it and and this is all the money I have left in the world. It's three dollars. If you have a book that you will ship me for three dollars, you can have it. Uh, everybody's like, "You're rich." Fuck off. Everybody's like, "Fuck off!" I can't even get a gallon of gas for three dollars. Oh my goodness, gas has been going up like crazy. It's, it's all part of the green agenda. Yeah, uh, wanting hell. to force us to buy Tesla cars. I'm like, why? That's gonna cost a fortune of electricity. Then he's like, yeah, "Okay, I don't, like, I don't. You won't nah. be burning fossil fuels anymore, really. Do you know how you make those microchips 
the chips that go in the engine that can only be that can only come from China because they're the only ones that can make them. And all of the lithium mines China bought. Yeah. So you need the lithium mines to make the batteries to go in that. And there's no way to biodegrade lithium batteries. No, I mean, and also the electricity. No, we're not, we're not talking about the sleep stacks, Lorenzo. Don't worry. <laughs> is that to my race? What? Oh, is that the green race? Is that like Jewish? Is it like a no, Jewish no, joke no, no. in the making or uh, something? Lorenzo, Lorenzo's icon is a sleigh stack from Lambda, the original Land of the Lost. They were like okay. lizard people. They were lizard people. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I see. So, I see. It's like, Got it. You know, you know, Frog G could say the same thing. I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy. <laughs> What's all this green talk? What are you talking about? We're not going there. We're not going there. Right, let's not get there. So, yeah, no, no. I mean, like, the, all the electricity, it's not, you know, green to produce electricity. All these power plants and water power plants, they're, they contaminate a lot. My surname is Sleestakians. Oh, okay. Interesting. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that like a reference to like like a really? I don't know. What was that series where all the reptile aliens was that like V? That the series? Yes. Is that like a reference to that series or something like no, that? No, uh, no. Land of the Lost was uh, the the father, the son, and the daughter that ended up going through like a hole in time and landed in prehistoric times. It was a series from the seventies. My surname is Slee Stack Nut. I identify as Altrusion. My talk show is called The Slee Stackians. Ah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, like the 70s. I was like minus 11 years by then. So. Sorry. <laughs> Long story. <laughs> Is this so, like fellow well, humans? I'm totally yes. human. Never mind thing. What was the last crowdfunded book uh, you bought? The last I bought. Let me see. I have a list here. I wanted to be very responsible backer, so I made a whole list. Let me see. Monster poster below. So the last one I bought was uh, Replicator 3, and before that it was Death, 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 and Ironbot, the Fembot Apocalypse, that's the last three books I bought. Replicator 3 I bought because I saw that they had like a Replicator 1, 2, and 3, and I was like, yeah, you know, I want to... I want to know. I want to know what's you know the deal with this replicator thingy. So I bought it, and death, 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 because the uh, Joe Ball's art is it's mind-blowingly oh, yeah. cool. So I was like, yeah, I want that. Yeah, I was between Bullet Maker and Death, 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 and but then I saw that Death, well, the Death one had like three hundred pages, and Bullet Maker is only like forty-eight pages. So like, you know, 
you know, 200 pages, 48 pages. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'll take the, the other. The big one. I'll take the 300 pages. Yes, I'll take yeah. the 300 pages. Definitely. I, I have death, death, death on my list to back, but I know I have plenty of time to back that before he goes to print. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's true. Francois wants to know uh, what we think about the new Dune comics. No idea. Haven't seen or read or heard or anything. Uh, I saw I Dune a while ago. That's all I know. I saw a friend of mine had picked him up. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to him about it yet. But uh, I do have a couple of the novels. I have, I have one of the prequels before the main Dune uh, novelization book. And then I have one that's a follow-up. But for some reason, I, I haven't come across my copy of the actual Dune book. I figured, you know, I should read the prequels, a prequel story, then the main story, and then that. But those are those are prose novels. I don't buy a lot of uh, I don't buy a lot of mainstream books anymore. No, me neither. I mean, I bought I bought three last night, but they were a connecting set, and the only the only reason I bought them is because, uh, well, Vampirella. I will always buy Vampirella, and it was a connecting set of Vampirella, Deja Thoris, and Red Sonia. I'm like, it's okay, a connecting yeah. set. There's probably a good chance I won't read the storyline that's going through it, but just flip through the pictures. <laughs> I, I figured uh, the guy was selling the the full connecting cover three three part set for six bucks, and it would cost me six bucks just to buy the Vampirella book by itself separately, like at any okay, other store. So I'm like, I go, I get the bonus plan, and you know, so I can read the Vampirella issue. If I want to read the others, I may or may not. Otherwise. I can buy a cheap frame at like you know one of the Dollar Tree stores, and I can put them in like this elongated frame and just hang off my hot wall. And like, gonna, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, have a have a few connecting cover sets, put them up on the wall, change them out once in a while, and you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh, see. Let's see, I heard the Dune movie tries to be loyal to the books, but I haven't seen nor read the comics yet. Uh, I I saw like you know the first issue in some in somebody else's post. Uh, I watched the movie, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just as boring as the '70s one. They put- <laughs> Okay. But but it was it was in a way it was worse because it had Dave Batista in there and I can't stand him. So it's boring and Dave Batista. Oh my god. You know, so it had one strike automatically because Dave Batista was in it. Um but then uh I mean it dragged for a while and there were like subplots going on, of course, that you know that I enjoyed. Of course, Jason Momoa had to be in there because, you know, I, I guess Aquaman is delayed a little bit because somebody was naughty. 
uh, and <laughs> lied about what her husband was doing. Um, I think I enjoyed the uh, the Sci-Fi Channel rendition of Dune that they that they did uh, about 10, 10 years or so, 10, 15 years ago. I thought was better. Tony explains the issue to the police. The officer gives Tony a warning and recommends the couple seek counseling. I think they came up quite uh, a little different. So well, yeah, uh, I saw the the old one, the old move, the old Dune. I mm -hmm. saw that one years ago, and I remember liking it, but thinking exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's good, but it's, it's a bit boring to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a very slow moving, you know, thing. You know, it's you know, it's it's like the, you still walk away with the catchphrase, "The spice must flow," but you know, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's worth a watch. I I really enjoyed that one. It had it had enough action written into that one to keep my attention, you know. Which sometimes wanders. Who knew? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the first. The, the CGI on the miniseries was horrid. Um. Yeah. So. They just I mean, can't. They just can't get their act together to do to do it right, to do it justice. I think. I think the story was better from the sci-fi miniseries, but of course, this new version looked a lot better. So, uh, I think it's worth checking out the sci-fi. Uh, you know, especially if you can find it for free, it should be somewhere for free, but. Frank Herbert thought up the plot after a shroom trip. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Have you taken shrooms? Oh my God. Yeah, I had some on my pizza last night. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, we got we gotta we gotta wrap this one up. Uh I wanna thank David for uh coming and hanging out. Um, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on your channel. Thank oh, you very much. You're I like to talk to everybody about a little bit of everything. So um, check him out. Uh, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can follow you online? Oh, right. I'll, oh, shit. I, I put it wrong. Let me see. I tried to post my Twitter handle, but I put Hansangel0 instead of 9. Hansangel9, that's my Twitter handle. So for all things Red Eyes related or David Heath related, there you go. Right so there. you can go to Twitter, follow him at handsangel9, not zero. And exactly. uh, <clears throat> that may or may not be my real name. <gasps> what? David Heath is not my real name? What? And uh, yeah, if you put on YouTube, you know, David Heath, come escape, you'll find me there. And if you go to Indiegogo, Red Eyes. One, yep. two, and three. That's me. Uh, the the, the pre-launch sign-up page for number three is in the uh, 
is in the chat. And you can also find the links in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. There will be a link that you can copy and paste for issue two of Red Eyes, which is currently still in demand. And the pre-launch page for issue three, so you can sign up for the new one. Will there be a catch-up tier on Red Ice 3? Oh, certainly. Yeah, there's going to be one, two, three uh, catch-up perk in the next campaign. Very good. And uh, just, you know, like a little teaser. I'm sure uh, sharing this. This is going to be the wraparound cover for the Sexy Monster Girl B-Series Volume 3. Will Oliver color? Will Oliver from 656 be returning? We'll be coloring the, color? the monsters, maybe? I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> well, we know he's not coloring anything for 656. Well, I guess, I'll guess he will. I'm I'll cover guess. here and there. He is colored for 656. Let's see. I will contact him. And if he is up to the challenge, I'll say, yes, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go at it again together. Oh, for sure. So I want to thank everybody that joined us for uh, this impromptu hangout on a... Uh, on a UK time stream, uh, I, you can you can also catch David hanging out uh, with the likes of uh, Bristolian Dave and 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 a, and a few other more intelligent people than Bristolian Dave once in a while. <laughs> and, uh, All right, thank you. I'm sorry. I, I saw the notification that he was going live too. So, uh, but we want to thank you for coming and hanging out. Uh, definitely follow David over on Twitter. And go check out uh, Red Eyes and sign up for the pre-launch of Red Eyes Three. Uh, there is a uh, there is an art giveaway going on with that. Is there, there is a what? Was was there an art giveaway with that? Also, if you sign up for that, uh, you are in the run for an original sketch by me. You know, like in Red Eyes Two, there was like I made a special stream with uh, Shy the Red, where I was offering anyone backing during the stream a sketch, an original sketch by me. So now that is going to be a part of the sign-up crew. Anyone who's signing up is on the chance for running for getting one. So you have you have a chance to win free art for free. Free free. Free. There we go, Lorenzo, Lorenzo throwing up your... Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Lorenzo. Your complete Twitter link right there. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, mate. And uh, we will catch everybody later. Uh, have a great evening. And I will be back at 8 p.m. with with Thomas uh, Hewlett doing uh, our, our new episode of OK Boomer, looking back at some Silver Age... Uh, Black Knight action in uh, in early Avengers issues, and uh, don't forget our friends over at uh, our, my buddy Chris. They have their hundredth episode at uh, Lost in Comics tonight. They call them issues, so he's they're celebrating their hundredth issue on Lost in Comics. We'll be talking uh, some some mainstream goodness and some back issues and a little bit of history and stuff. So uh, please check that out. There he goes, Renzo. Red Eyes Two still hey, in demand. You. There's the there's the link for that. If you thank you, Lorenzo. So polite. <laughs> well, I tried. well, currently he is. He might get a couple more beers and and just be like a. a just two, yeah. just two a day. Is it, you know, like, like the fifth element, you know, where the, the five cigars come down and says, five a day to quit is my goal. So I have the same. So like two a day or, or less than that. 
because to quit is my goal. So, and and the link <laughs> for the the link the sign up link for issue three. Thank you, Mr. Lorenzo. Again, Loren oh, Lorenzo signed up. I signed up four times. Thank you. Five times. Thank you. Oh. Hell yes. Uh, so. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Uh, this will be downloaded and uploaded to the podcast platform a little later on. So if you missed any portion of it or just want to follow me on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from, just look for Creators Outlet or anywhere you can get a podcast. And uh, everybody have a great evening and we'll see you soon. David, thank you for joining us. Cheers, mates. Emergency you've ever heard.